This is We Talk Games Arcade Weekly, an arcade review show brought to you each Monday free of charge from your friends over at WeTalkGames.com. I'm your host, Kyle Von Kubik, and I'm joined with a very special guest, Ray Barnholt. Oh, hi. Thank you for calling me special. Who are you? I know who you are. Well, you know, I'm kind of a renaissance man. I've uh, <laughs> done so much in so so little time. Uh, no, I guess most famously you'd know me from 1up.com, and right. I also do a podcast, No More Whoppers, and now I'm making my own games. You are, but can we just talk about one of my favorite gaming magazines that uh-huh. no longer exists that you also were a part of, uh, that being Scroll? Oh, yes. Well, I was, yeah, I was pretty much the only part of it, but yeah. I love <laughs> yeah, that Scroll. magazine. There, there was two magazines that uh, came out around the same time, Scroll and Kill Screen, and I couldn't be happier. Yeah. They came out at a time when all gaming magazines were pretty much folding, and these were like, how would you describe it? Like, almost like niche magazines. It wasn't what, you know, you didn't have the exploding head guy in the magazine like you did with Game Gear or anything <laughs> like yeah. that. You had very thought out... Um, pieces of writing about games and game culture. I really, really enjoyed Scroll. I think it's still available, though, right? You could go to scroll.vg. That is true. Yeah, I don't do it anymore, but I'll keep selling it as long yeah, as I can. So. I, I think the back uh, the backlog is timeless because you're talking about old games, so the Pretty content much, yeah. isn't going to be dated. But if you haven't checked out Scroll, I would strongly recommend checking out uh, that wonderful piece of work that Ray put out. Now, is it just you with bipedal dog? Yeah, pretty much. I did have that label when I made scroll, and now I just sort of turned it into my uh, game publishing brand. But uh, uh, yeah, other than the contractors that I got for our first game, yeah, it was just me doing most of the work. Yeah, and you released Blessed Rush, which I believe is the first game you've put out under the bipedal that's right. dog. And then that's available on iOS as well as Android. You can go to bipedal.dog, which is a website, or blastrush.com and check it out. I would recommend that as well, and we'll get into why in a bit, because we're talking about a game that you picked. I think we wanted to bring you in for a Holiday Haymakers for a different shooter, and we pitched a couple ideas at you, and instead you're like, hey, let's talk about this game instead, the game you wanted to discuss, Bomb Jack, 1984 by Tecmo, which surprised me. Oh, why is that? Well, okay, so... because it wasn't com- a shooter? Well, here's the thing, yes. It wasn't a, a, a shooter. Um, and on the surface, Blast Rush looked to me, and the game hadn't been released at this point, looked to me to be a, a, a shmup, if you will. Now that I've played it, it's more than that, and I do see some connections to Bomb Jack, but I'd like to hear those connections from you, because I think it's very interesting that you picked a game like Bomb Jack. Here are We Talk Games, we try to dive into the deep well of the arcade uh, arcade game history. So we yeah. pick out very strange, unique games and sometimes turds from the past. <laughs> we've discussed games like Wiping and Wall Street, we always reference as some of the weirdest games we've ever, ever talked yeah. about. But uh, we've also talked about some of the mainstream titles like, you know, Mario Bros or Popeye, Missile Command. So Bomb Jack to me is one of these games where I believe a lot of people know about Bomb Jack, that it you know it existed. I just don't know if yeah, a lot of yeah. people played Bomb Jack. Like 
for me, this going back and playing Bomb Jack was very reminiscent of me revisiting Mr. Do. So as a child, I'd see Mr. Do in the arcade and be like, that is an ugly dig dug that I do not want to play. Um, <laughs> but then because of this show, went back, played Mr. Do and actually loved the game. And I like the game mechanic a lot more than Mr. Do. Uh, rather, Dig Dug. Sorry. Too many doo-doos in there. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, I actually went back, played Mr. Do, and really enjoyed it so much more than playing just regular standard Dig Dug. Bomb Jack didn't hit those notes for me, but I, by revisiting it, I was able to appreciate it more. I think the art direction uh, kind of turned me off. I didn't find it as appealing as other games that came out in, around 1984. Um, mm. But the mechanic did uh, hit a note for me of a couple games that I did enjoy. So, Ray, please tell me how Bomb Jack and Blast Rush connect a little bit. Well, yeah, lot to cover there. Uh, <laughs> I would say, well, first of all, I, I picked this game for you guys because, you know, I was looking at your website and going through your database there, mm-hmm. and I was like, boy, these guys have covered quite a lot already. Sure. <laughs> You've done almost a full name ROM set at this point. But... <laughs> Uh, surprisingly, you didn't do Bomb Jack, and I find it surprising because you know I just I just name checked Mame, and I I remember reading long ago when Mame first came out, the original author of it, Nicola Salmoria, mm-hmm. he listed that in on like a in a bio page on a web page that Bomb Jack was his favorite arcade game, and so through that I tried it out because I was familiar with Mighty Bomb Jack, the NES sure. game. I think most Americans knew it best from that. But, you know, to play the original game, I tried it out, and I was like, oh, yeah, he had a point there. And uh, it kind of is now one of my favorite arcade games because of that. And so uh, I thought it'd be a good choice for the show. I did have some kookier picks, but I thought, you know, maybe for this first first appearance, I'll uh, dial it back a little, but still talk about something cool. Uh, <laughs> but still, uh, the connection with Blast Rush is, because of that, quite minimal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We do have a, a, a game in portrait mode, basically. You're right. <laughs> portrait type vertical screen. And of course, we have explosives as part of the main conceit. But uh, I didn't entirely pick it because of Blash Rush, I have to admit, Kyle. That, that's okay. Uh, here's the yeah. connection I saw between the two games. Now, again, on surface, when you look at Blast Rush, uh, going back to art style and aesthetics, very appealing to me, Blast Rush. It reminds me of, palette wise, it reminds me of a Konami shooter. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe something similar to R type, uh, not in a screen orientation, obviously. Just in the color usage, usage and the explosions and whatnot, and it reads very much as a shooter. But when you're playing the game, you'll find that because of the controls, you're doing a lot more of threading the needle, but not in a bullet hell sort of way. So yeah. for me, I felt that that threading of the needle was very similar to Bomb Jack in that. You're this oh, yeah. Viking helmet wearing pajama Max dude jumping around, jump up, jump up, and get down on some bombs. Yeah. And for whatever reason, you're collecting bombs. And you have to watch out for uh, mummies, birds, squids, UFOs, and things. They're just flying all over the screen. Oh, yeah. Which, again, your game, Blast Rush, has more of a... Hmm. Not the galactic space dancing of a Galaga, but there are these patterns or these waves of enemies that come through that, again, will ring those notes of a Mm -hmm. standard shooter. But how you mitigate those guys, maybe you should describe it. How do you mitigate enemies in Blast Rush? Yeah, this is a two-for episode. You're getting a contemporary game, an old game, a special guest. (laughs) You're getting everything. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, let's kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. Uh, in- instead of waiting for Blast Rush to be 30 years old. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. Well, in Blast Rush, it is, I mean, first of all, you were mentioning earlier, I think we can put it under the shmup umbrella just to, you know, make a safe choice there. Right. But uh, the idea that I had and what I executed was that you just have infinite bombs and your regular bullets are too weak to handle the enemies. But the enemies, instead of shooting their own bullets, they kind of are the bullets. So they kind of come out in their own bullet hell type patterns. Mm Mm-hmm. So, of course, bombs are a pretty good, uh, you know, uh, reaction to that, and you use those to just blast through all the enemies. Right. And uh, like you said, also, there is some threading the needle, but not entirely elaborate, like, super slow-down bullet hell stuff. I think, uh, well, part of that was because of my own limitations, but I think (laughs) it might have been too much for for the sort of middleweight, sort of casual-ish audience I wanted to go for. Sure. I think that control-wise, Blast Rush does a very good job at utilizing the device it's on. So there's a lot of shooters you can play on your phone or on your pad, um, but because of whatever number of reasons, it doesn't feel right. To me, Blast Rush feels good as you're playing. And I did not expect this going back to Bomb Jack. I always really interpreted Bomb Jack as being very floaty, when he's flying around the screen and, and you know, you know threading yeah. his own needle. Now, there is no shooting, there's no attack that Bomb Jack can do for his enemies, but he does have to mitigate them because they are the obstacles on the stage. And I was surprised at how well you can kind of jockey him around in a good way when you're jumping yeah, exactly. up and, 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 you know, not arcs, but angles that you can direct him after you've already hit that button to make him jump. And what you want to talk about a jump man, Bomb Jack puts Mario to shame as far as how he can jump and how well he controls when he jumps. Well, he has a cape on, right? It's true. I didn't, you know, a lot of people list him as a superhero. I don't know, aside from jumping, I don't see much super anything happening with Bomb Jack. He's just dressed like one, and I think you could say that about the guys right now being metropolitan superheroes in in (laughs) Chicago or Seattle or whatever. Yeah, he's very similar to those heroes. Yeah. Not sure they'd go around collecting bombs, though. No. So, um, let's get into the making mechanics. This game, for me at least, read very much as like a sequence point maximizer in that Mm -hmm. you can clear the board or you can stay on the board and get the maximum amount of points. And I think the earliest game that I can think of that is similar to Bomb Jack is Pac-Man or Miss Pac-Man, where you can collect dots and get the fuck out or you can hang out on the stage and maximize the amount of points you can get per level bomb jack plays with that a little bit because it has a multiplier power up that you can collect it also has another power up where you can turn the enemies into coins for points and then there's also a a special and an extra power up the special is very rare you get a free game and an extra gives you a free man i see a lot of people list this as a platformer To me, this is as much a platformer as Kirby is a platformer in that you're floating around the stage and often the platforms are an obstacle that you either need to get around or onto to, you know, get, in this case for Bomb Jack, get big air and collect bombs. The sequencing is, for whatever reason, you're collecting bombs. You start off the stage, you hit a bomb, and it lights another bomb. If you get the lit bomb and then continue to get only lit bombs, you're going to get more points. If you find that too difficult, you can 
you know, opt not to do that and then just clear the board and get out of there, which I found that I was doing that early on. Like by stage five, I'm like, okay, enough of this point grabbing. I got to just clear the stage and see what comes next. Yeah. Oh, and by stage five, that's where the game ramps up and it's like, okay, training wheels are off sort of thing. And <laughs> Yeah, and so are the platforms. So the enemies are yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Did this game remind you of any other games either before it or after it? Yeah, for sure. I think, first of all, Pac-Man is a really good choice. I think all those sorts of maze maze games kind of share the same DNA there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Bomb Jack basically just added gravity. Yeah. <laughs> So I think that's that's pretty cool. I would say also, you know, the way you control Bomb Jack is because uh, he does jump high, but he jumps somewhat normally if you just uh, push the button. But mm-hmm. if you hold up and push the button, then he'll soar right to the top. Sure. Uh, if, if he can. And then float by tapping the button. And that was kind of the thing that I was introduced in in Super Mario 3, right? Because, you know, you get the raccoon tail and you kind of float down to the ground by tapping the button that way. Yeah. It's a little bit more... I think responsive in Bomb Jack for good reason because you really need to have that precise control darting around the the screen as you avoid guys. So I think, and I found the game you know, to that, be very fair as far as hit detection was concerned. Oh yeah, yeah, with the weaving and floating around, like if I believed I didn't hit that guy, chances are I, I didn't, and the game recognized that, which I was again surprised because aesthetically not very appealing to me. I know I said that already, but it looks <laughs> like. Tecmo at this time, 1984, I would classify it as a bottom shelf arcade developer. Even their first iteration mm-hmm. of Ninja Gaiden wasn't that great in the arcade. A lot of their games, arcade games, especially back then, were all kind of weird looking and mm-hmm. maybe not as entirely as accomplished as stuff that they would go on to make on consoles, I think. Yeah. It, art direction wise, it looked very European to me, which I, oh, always, yeah. I always feel bad because we have a European on our show. Shout out to Johnny Capcom. Uh, But I always bag on the art direction of European games because to me, they just read very ugly. And Bomb Jack reads very ugly to me. And that's what I think deters me from playing Bomb Jack more. I get it. I get it. Well, you know, coincidentally, Bomb Jack, I think, is probably the original is probably more recognizable to Europeans because it was one of those games that were um, ported to like the home computers and stuff. Yes. Every trash English 8-bit computer had a Uh, port of Bomb Jack and And most were terrible. And then the Game Boy, you know, the Game Boy version was not made in in Japan. It was made in uh, the UK, I think. Now, I'm glad you brought this up, though. And here's a little diversion again. Now you're getting three games for the price of none. (laughs) Um, Did you ever play the Game Boy game? Just as a, like a curiosity sort of thing, as a, you know, trying trying the ROM, I think once or twice. Sure. I think I think it was made by Ocean or published by them. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think so. Yeah, correct. it's not as great a version as you might expect. Now it's funny you mentioned that. So for the show, I played a ROM of the Game Boy version, and I actually yeah. liked the Game Boy version better. And here's why: maybe because okay. I'm a baby, and it's a slower maybe. version of the game, so it's a little <laughs> easier. But also, oh, yeah. going back to the art direction, because let's harp on this some more. Um, I like the fact that it's just black and white. To me, it, it's sure. a lot more appealing in black and white. I thought the music was also done very uh, well, considering. Uh, what it was on, at least for me playing it in a ROM. I obviously don't have the card of this. But I liked the Game Boy version. I thought it was a very good port of Bomb Jack. All right, yeah. Well, you know, I definitely don't think it that version is good as looking as the arcade version. I knew <laughs> who was knocking on the art. I kind of like how the arcade game looks, uh, you know, with the, with the nice... Uh, backgrounds of real world locations kind of like how Tetris would do Yes, uh, in some versions. Yeah, we have Egypt, uh, Greece, yeah. um, 
I'm going to guess perhaps Germany or Dracula's castle in the background at one point. Sure, Transylvania, yeah. It's um, a real place. Real place. S- <laughs> some, some city. It, we'll say it's New York, but that's just me being biased. And then, um, I don't know, it, it would be a hilltop view of a suburb, I would guess, with the yeah. lights. And the, that's the fifth stage, and then they start looping again, but they change up the platforms of how they're arranged when you start to loop. Yeah, that last stage, I'm not sure where you're supposed to be. But, um, hmm. yeah, there's a background. It, there's art there. I don't and, and Bomb Jack is cute. The sprites are cute for the most part. Yeah, the sprites themselves, I think, are rendered very, very well. It just, again, it just rings this sort of uh, European flavor that I just don't like. And huh. I think it's because it, the way it's presented as an arcade game, and there's other arcade games, and I discussed one, Wiping is a good example of this, and we talked about others, where it looks like it was meant for a DOS uh, computer, uh, or it was meant to be run in MS-DOS, because just the way it's laid out with the single screen, and then you have the business on the side, and then that type of static background where it's trying to be a photo, just slap back there, it looks sort of like maybe a desktop pattern, that's why it reads to me. It, I shouldn't say it's bad. It's just not appealing to me. <laughs> all right, all right. Enough. Well, I'm not going to fight you over it. I no, think, I think no. it's a valid point to make. <laughs> so there's uglier games, is what I'm trying to say. Without a doubt, we've played them. Without <laughs> yeah, a doubt, yeah. it's yeah, it's yeah. competent. <laughs> we'll say that. It's just not all appealing right. to me, but it is competent. I brought up Kirby. Some of the sound effects mm. and music in this game also reminded me of Kirby titles, albeit perhaps it sounds kind of gauche to be like it's proto Kirby because it's certainly not. It doesn't <laughs> play at all like Kirby, but it no. sounds like an old version of Kirby with music and sound effects. So okay. some of the bleeps, bloops, it's cutesy. It is, yeah. What'd you think of the music um. overall? Uh, it has its moments. I always like the fact that the original version had that version of Lady Madonna by the Beatles in it. Okay. Which they would, re- I think that's like the third stage or something, mm-hmm. but like they removed that out of all the other versions. So if like, <laughs> if you get that now on like Virtual Console or something, it's a different, it's a much worse tune, I think. Yeah. But now as a, as a result of that, whenever I hear some other cover of <laughs> Lady Madonna, I always go back, boy, this would be great in like a Bomb Jack remake. <laughs> I should just use this. <laughs> I don't know if Bomb Jack had as much penetration to warrant a remake. Although I am True. surprised that it got as many sequels as it did, but didn't sort of somehow filter its way through into the 16-bit era as Mr. Do did. True. While we're talking about music, let's jump back on over to Blast Rush. Uh, oh, yeah. Great music in this game. Excellent mm-hmm. choice. Um, any influences there? Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, I found a great composer, uh, Felicia, and uh, I just said, you know, let's just try for something that's basically the uh, the Genesis sound chip. Mm. And okay. she took that and used that as the basis and, and just made great compositions on top of that. And, uh, you know, it's not a lot of music because it's only like, I think, uh, you know, couple of real songs in the game but uh, the rest is pretty good and yeah just one of that genesis flavor and you mentioned before the graphics and i think uh, that just was kind of like a serendipitous thing because mm-hmm. i told the artist kevin to just other than the specs i had and to make it pixel art just go with his own interpretation and like you said i think it really worked out for that kind of certain kind of retro feel and we have something that 
feels you know 16-bit ish in a way mm. uh, that some other games don't I think but uh, yeah it has you know we have a modern we have modern accoutrement to it sure <laughs> no the, mu- the music definitely uh, hit hits that note for me yeah I did not recognize it as uh, Genesis but I do like that that was an influence there because I feel yeah. like on this show uh, me and Wiggly are often defending the Genesis where other people on our show and outside of our show are constantly saying that the Genesis had terrible music. We always yeah. chalk that up to people just not understanding the hardware or no, wanting yeah. to understand the hardware. That, because when it was good, it was very good. <laughs> absolutely. It's been an, inter- an eternal debate. Overall, what are the things you liked most about Bomb Jack? Whether, whether it be its mechanics, its art direction, what was it to you that... Was it the score multiplying and sequencing, the the options to play this relatively simple game in, in multiple ways? What was it that jumped out at you to, to for you to be like, hey, this is one of my favorite arcade games? Like I sort of said before, the tightness, I think, of it. The, the controls are really good, and that kind of leads to just like a raw challenge when the enemies sure. get so so much faster and so much in so much higher volume you just get this really raw challenge of like okay i can weave through these enemies sometimes or maybe not if i'm not that good and just grab right. all these bombs as soon as i can and then once you discover that oh yeah if you collect the bomb that is uh lit up and about and uh sparkling then you collect that and then another one lights up and you just collect those in sequence and that becomes the multiplier mm-hmm. and then you have you know the 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 big second element of that of that raw challenge and i think it's just that sort of thing that I think of when I think of an arcade game. It's just like that that raw challenge. Just making it really easy to grasp and to sort of uh, succeed if you really, really know what you're doing. Yeah, we yeah. talk about this thing on the show, pure arcade titles, titles that you can always go back to because of mm-hmm. their simple but deep mechanics. I would agree with you that this game has that type of mechanic where you pick it up, you learn it quickly, but it takes a long time to master um, yeah, I think there's more rough edges than a Miss Pac-Man, but it's still something worth checking out. It's still something that now, because I've explored it further, I will return to. This is actually, I have a Jamma board a cocktail table. This is one of the 60 mm-hmm. games that were on there, and yeah. uh, I kind of always ignored it. Now it's probably going to be in my <laughs> rotation to play uh, some more, and I think people who do like your Dig Dugs, your Mr. Do's, your Miss Pac-Mans will find something to enjoy uh, from yeah. this game. A couple things I'd imp- improve on if we could go back and work for Tecmo and, and say, <laughs> hey guys, try this. Um, I think either either a difficulty setting or as the stage progressed, I would have appreciated, and I don't know why, because we just discussed how I'm a baby and I like the easier, ver- easier version with the Game Boy, but <laughs> if the bombs actually did explode, like if there was some sort of time table that you had to work around <laughs> yeah. maybe not in the first five stages but as you went all of a sudden they start blowing up you know a la baby bomber man that would have been interesting to me um there's not much else and that the game doesn't necessarily need that to be a, a good game it's no. just i found collecting bombs or jumping through bombs to be an odd choice uh so that's probably yes. why my brain just wants to put that connection together like these bombs need to do something <laughs> Yeah, no, I get that. That is an odd choice for them, I think, for sure. Uh, just on top of the name Bomb Jack, I have no idea what that... <laughs> no <laughs> idea how you're really supposed to read that. Yeah. Um, and that's a valid thing. I, I would 
caution going too close to Bomberman. Um, but thinking about it now, I, I kind of wonder what else would really add to it. Maybe some other sort of difficulty lowering sort of element, like a shield or something, something that wouldn't kill you in one hit. Mm, yeah, that uh, would have been interesting. Sure. Yeah. Because, you know, like I said, the game really ramps up incredibly fast. And so I think, you know, maybe to get more of a, <laughs> I guess, casual player to extend their time with it, just sort of like make it make it power up or something else. It just sort of like saves a hit and doesn't incredibly kill you once you see that mass of enemies like descending on you. Right. Even Arthur had yeah. his armor. Like, just give us one more hit. Yeah. Exactly. Sure. I, I like that choice again, as well. Which, yeah, something I did not do in Blast Rush, by the way. But <laughs> <laughs> this is just, just just QED. But yeah, Blast Rush too. Bomb Jack. <laughs> no, no, about. Bomb Jack. Bomb Jack needs it though. <laughs> yeah, Bomb Jack does need it. Um, <laughs> so we talked about the power ups in, in, in Bomb Jack. I think we're pretty much a wrap on Bomb Jack. Let's just wrap up with Blast Rush. All right. There's a couple little power-ups in there as well that I appreciate the the H that you can collect mm-hmm. to give you... It, see, now, this is where we deviate a little bit because I see that H as your opportunity for not a second hit, but a, a grace period with this mechanic of the Pac-Man Championship Edition where if you get too yeah. close to the ghost, all of a sudden the game uh, slows down and we go into uh, bullet time, if you will, if you yeah, remember the uh, 90s and trench coats. You, uh, you nailed it. You found out my inspiration. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that so that's figure out, But, yeah, yeah that, the hyper dodge, a, uh, which is that, that bullet time thing, yeah. And it's a great choice. Blast Rush reads very arcade to me, and I've played a lot of arcade games. I definitely implore everybody to go out and download it for nothing. It doesn't cost you anything. You can buy right. another ship. Um, you can also start over. And I did like that, too. That's another a good choice in Blast Rush. You can start over. You watch a little ad. You start over for whatever you know wave you were on. But your score yep. goes back to zero. Yep. Which I appreciate that. I never <laughs> liked arcade games where you could just dump quarters in and keep your score. Oh, okay. Well, I've been I've been waiting for people to complain about that, but uh, yeah, I'll take it. Thank you. <laughs> hey, just to remind everybody uh, where they can check out what you're doing. Uh, no more whoppers, too. Um, we didn't talk about it much. Great podcast. It's the only podcast that I know of yeah. that's pro sonar or pro so as it's called. So if you are pro sonar, you should definitely check out no <laughs> no more whoppers. I think it's like the only podcast available. <laughs> well, that's great. Yes, no, it's can't disagree. I guess <laughs> Ray's like I don't remember that joke on the episode. It sounds like something that's probably yeah a joke from there. So yeah, <laughs> real cool. So what is no more whoppers? Oh, it's almost nothing. I wouldn't even worry about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's just a podcast where I talk to my my friend Alex and someone who we sort of started together writing about games and. Um, we just stayed friends for about more than 10 years now and just uh, us shooting the shit essentially he lives in japan and i live in the states of course and so uh, you know we usually have some fun comparing notes every so often we're on a bit of a hiatus now but we've always been kind of infrequently publishing it for a couple of years Mm -hmm. now but uh, much like how blast rush is kind of by default a shmup this podcast is kind of by default comedy (laughs) but you know i wouldn't yeah. You I've could, you laughed could, you a lot listening to the show. Yes, yeah. yes. People do enjoy it. We're glad to have yeah. good 
good fans who who get us <laughs> instead of us just trading in jokes back and forth. People do like it, and I'm shocked. Any podcast service, probably you can find us. Um, but otherwise, just we have a page on Tumblr, no more whoppers Tumblr.com if you want to track us there, and it's uh, probably the best way to go catch up on episodes. Blast Rush, obviously, it's in the App Store. You, I'm telling you yet again to download this game, play it. Uh, post your scores, <laughs> let Ray know you're playing it. And you can let Ray know you're playing it by posting your score to Twitter, and uh, it'll give a little hashtag for Blast Rush. Um, mm-hmm. But where can they find you, Ray, on, on Twitter? R-D-B-A-A-A. Uh, that's my Twitter name. It is actually a very clear arcade reference, by the way. Those, those would be the initials I'd usually use in, in, in an arcade game. R-D-B, or if I'm bored, A-A-A. Mm. <laughs> You never so went for just, like just, ass or, or sex or anything like that. I'm uh, I gotta tell you, Kyle, I'm I'm not much of an ass man. Oh, okay. I <laughs> <laughs> just stopped me in my tracks, Ray. <laughs> it's okay. I thought that was what this show was like. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. Well, Ray, <laughs> I want to thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule. Um, it's, it's been a bipedal pleasure. dot bipedal dot dog, correct? Uh-huh. Yes, that's correct. And anything uh, brewing up on the horizon for another game out of... I'm going to make another game, at least one more. But I do okay. have, you know, a, a big a big roadmap, my own personal roadmap of, of ideas to, to tackle in, in the years ahead. But yeah, I am mean, working on another game. It will be kind of another arcade-type take. Maybe not as violent as Blast Rush, but I think uh, maybe we'll find a reason to come back on and talk about it. Ray, I enjoyed having you on. I hope you want to come back on again. Uh, we'd love to have another pick from you. Like I said, sure. Bomb Jack is something we probably actively all avoided ever reviewing <laughs> on this show. So when we have somebody come on and they recommend a game that we know about and we're like, oh, really, Bomb Jack? Or, you know, put insert game here. And then it's nice to go, go back and revisit a game that you ignored and be like, hey, you know what? It's not that bad. And Bomb Jack, it's not that bad. It's a pretty good game. It's ugly, but it's a pretty good game. All right. Well, yeah, either way, I'm glad to be of service. (laughs) Thank you again for coming on. For Ray Barnholt, I'm Kyle Von Kubik. This has been We Talk Games, and we will talk at you again. See, for 
longingly at the ice cream in the hand of the little bombardier. Sunshine entered our Frankie's days, gone his worries, his hopeless maze. His life was fun and his heart was full of joy. Children had changed his aims. He gave them toffees and played their games. He bought them presents with every coin he made. Just a game. Leave them alone, or we'll get sore. We've had folks like you at the station before. The hand of authority said no more to the little bombardier. Packed his bags, his heart in pain. Wiped a tear and caught a train. Not to be seen in the town again. It was kind of a coincidence this past week. There was a uh, movie on bomb disposals in Germany, and and then there was an item in the paper about this plane was flying along, and somehow a, a bomb came loose and fell. It didn't explode. It landed. And they had to send out an expert team to uh, disarm the bomb. And it's always a, an expert, courageous team of men who disarm these bombs. And I got to wondering what would happen if a team of non-experts uh, <laughs> ever tried to disarm one of these bombs. And I picture a small coastal city, very small coastal city, with a beach. And uh, we see the police chief. He's sitting in his office, and he's expecting nothing more. Uh, than a phone call from one of his patrolmen on the beach. And I, I think it'd go something like this. Uh, yeah, hello, uh, Lieutenant Stevenson here. Patrolman Hackmaster. Oh, hello, Willard. You're, uh, you're a little late reporting in, aren't you, Willard? You found a shell on the beach. You, uh, you think that's unusual, do you, Willard, finding a shell on the beach? It's, it's not that kind of shell. What, what's the matter, Willard? Doesn't it sound like the ocean when you hold it up to your ear? Oh, that, that kind of shell. Well, I'll tell you what, Willard, I'll send somebody out in the morning. And we... Oh, is that right? Yeah, it's, uh... Kind of hoping that was your watch making that noise, Willie. 
I'm, uh, I'm going to give it to you straight, Willard. Uh, you, you got a live one there. <laughs> don't, Willard, don't hang up. That's an order, Willard. And, and stop that whining. Uh, now, you're perfectly safe, Willard. There's nothing to worry about as long as it's ticking. It stops ticking, that's, that's something else again, Willard. Uh, now listen, Willard, get control of yourself. Now, you and I are gonna disarm that thing. I, I've got the instruction manual. Well, no, I'm, I'm not coming down there, Willard. I... Well, I mean, I just can't leave the office anytime I want to, Willard. No, don't bring it in here, Willard, no! Uh, look, Willard, I'm taking just as big a chance as you are. I mean, this is my responsibility. I mean, if that thing goes off, it's me they're gonna want to talk to, not you, you know. Uh, all right, now, Willard, uh, describe it to me. Uh, sounds like some kind of torpedo, Willie. It must be one of ours. Are, are there any markings on it? It says, made in Japan, huh? Now, it still could be one of ours, Willard. <laughs> is, is there a serial number or anything like that on it? X53L7. Let, let, let me look that up, Willard, just a minute. Oh, boy, you found a beauty there, Willard. <laughs> you, know, you know how powerful that baby is? Six city blocks, Willard. <laughs> What do you mean you call me back? <laughs> There's a telephone booth seven blocks away. Willard! <laughs> now stop that whining, Willard. <laughs> Willard, I know this is dangerous, but if we can save one human life, that's the way you feel about it, huh? <laughs> well, Willard, get control of yourself now. Listen, Willard, according to this, there's a... Uh, how long has that thing been ticking? About five, six minutes, huh? Uh-oh. No, nothing, Willard, nothing. No. No, we're just going to have to work a little faster than I thought. But, uh, Willard, according to the manual here, uh, about six inches from the, the tail end of it, there's a plate there. Yeah, and it's held on by four screws. Now, it says, uh, this is very important. This, this plate uh, should be removed with an LT-507 screwdriver <laughs> with a, a plastic handle and a demagnetized head. Yeah, you don't have one, huh? <laughs> I'll use a coin then, Willard. <laughs> okay, you got, you got it off, Willard? Okay. Well, that thing is sure is complicated. <laughs> I can't make heads or tails out of this. <laughs> no, don't worry, Willie. I'll get that, that thing fixed if it's the last. We'll, we'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Listen, uh, Willard, uh, there's kind of a little, uh, oh, hoochamajigger in there. Uh, a wheel of some kind. Uh, why, why don't you try turning a wheel, Willie? Oh, I, I don't know. Turn it to the left, see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I, I can hear it now. Well, it's ticking a lot faster, isn't it? 
You better, you better turn it back, Willie. Okay, let's see. Uh, uh, listen, there are two wires here. Uh, it says here, under no conditions. Oh, somebody spilled coffee all over this thing. Well, one is kind of a, a grayish blue, and uh, the other one's kind of a bluish gray. Willard. Uh, Willard, who are you talking to there? A little boy. Willard, get him out of there. If, if that thing goes off, we're... He says it's his. It's a toy torpedo. Willard, let me talk to the kid, will you? He ran down to the beach with it. Willard, I think you better come into the office. We ought to have a little talk. You hung me up here for 10 minutes because the kid... What was that noise, Willard? The, the toy torpedo just sunk a fishing trawler, huh? Well, it's all right, Willard. It's out of our hands now. It's in the Coast Guards. Right. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>